bum, 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 bum. Welcome to Talk About Tatooine. I'm Andrew. I'm Nathan. And we are twin brothers here to bring you what's new and nerd dumb and give a colorful commentary on our favorite subjects. Welcome to our cantina. Grab a drink and settle in as we can set course for realities beyond our own. Welcome, everybody, to episode 54. Today's recording date is 1219. I'll just do that in my, like, sultry NPR voice the whole time. This is is thoughts for your thoughts. No, today's recording date is the 19th of December, guys, um, because we release episodes on Monday and Christmas is on Monday. So we're pretty excited about that. Today, we're just going to be discussing the holiday itself. I can speak for both of us and say that this is our favorite holiday. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I put Christmas above my own birthday because I love the holiday so much. I do. I do really like Christmas. We're going to start off with some holiday-themed starter questions, and stick around towards the end, guys. We have a ton of nerddom news to talk about, so it's not just going to be Christmas today. It is going to be quite a bit more as well. Andrew, go ahead and hit us with our opening question, please. I really like this opening question because it seems like, especially during the holidays, that advertisements are just they turn it up to 11 they're like spend your money and it must work because people spend so much money around christmas i mean this is the most expensive time of year for us because we just i mean we have a pretty big family we have a lot of in-laws that we buy for and we just i mean my wife and i both like giving people good gifts like we're not just gonna be like hey here's a gift card we give people a gift card if they literally give us nothing to work on or we're like running super late. Like we really try not to do gift cards as much as we can. So we spend so, so, so much money this time of year. Um, I monitor my bank accounts very closely this time of year. And uh, I even labeled my spreadsheet for 2024 um, finance, or I should say my financial spreadsheet for 2024 is labeled financial disaster 2024. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Step one. Step one, recover from Christmas 2023. Step two, save for Christmas 2024. That is actually most of our financial plan. Um, is, <laughs> is That's actually exactly <laughs> how we do that. Um, but yeah, we spend a lot of money on Christmas time. Hey, we turned 30 this year, so we, we're, we're, we're doing something. Statistically, we're about halfway through our lives. No, we'll, we'll, we'll live longer than 60, hopefully. <laughs> Too dark. <laughs> You don't know that. One day closer to death. Anyway, opening question. What are some of the most annoying commercials this time of year? Nathan, start us out. Um, honestly, I just think like commercials are kind of annoying in general. I oh, have gotten to the point preach. in my old age that like ads are just, it doesn't matter what they are. I'm just, gosh, am I, I'm trying to phrase, I'm trying to think of a way of how to phrase this and not sound like a complete snowflake. Um, I am offended by ads when they come on. I'm like, <laughs> you stay away from my money. Uh, get away from me right now. However, that being said, I hate car commercials. I'm like, stop yes. it. People who buy hot take, hopefully not a hot take. This seems like a reasonable take people who buy their significant others, their partners, their spouses, whoever, a car for Christmas, you have too much money, buy me one, please. It's ridiculous. I'm not here for it. I think that is so dumb when they're like, you could get matching cars for Christmas. And I'm like, I could get debt for Christmas. That's what you gave your partner. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I hate car commercials because it's always like Mercedes, Lexus, all these brands I probably won't ever afford because honestly, those brands are overhyped and I won't go into the tirade of how much I hate the auto industry. Um, but I hate car commercials during the Christmas. I hate them so much. However, I would prefer, <laughs> here's the thing advertising works if it's Give a it product that like you're already like planning on buying but if it was like a boozy advertisement and not like the vodka ones where they're like everyone's having a beach party and they're drinking vodka i'm like dude just give me like a slightly thicker man in an apron and a beard making a drink he tells me how to do it and he says hey this drink is delicious it takes 30 seconds and i'd be like sold i'm gonna go buy all of those ingredients including your product right now and i'm gonna drink that drink that's what i would do so here's the thing so if a commercial came on and nick offerman held up a bottle of something and said pour this in a glass and drink it i think it's good you would buy it I don't think you're allowed to use Nick Offerman against me. That's not fair. Because I would. I would 100%. I love that man. 
hundred percent. Yeah. If Nick Offerman was like, this rosé is amazing. I'd be like, I hate rosé, but I'll try it. Cause you know, it's Nick Offerman. <laughs> oh, a mixed wine. Yeah, sure. I'll drink it. <laughs> As if I'm a wino, you know, what kind of wine is the best mold wine, the wine that, oh, mold wine. Yes. But I was going to say like the wine that tastes like juice. Moscato. Oh, my ears. Oh, my eardrums. Sorry, folks. So sorry. Should have given you an earphone warning. Uh, Andrew, tell us what commercials you find the most annoying this time of year. Dude, freaking perfume commercials. I, I First off, I totally agree on the car commercials. If you buy your significant... It, shut up. <laughs> if, if you buy your significant other a car for Christmas, I hope you guys talked about it. Because a car is not a good surprise. A car as a surprise is a bad financial de- uh, decision expect papers soon um <laughs> yeah it's giving divorce vibes <laughs> it's giving divorce uh <laughs> okay <laughs> but we're pulling out all the stops for the end of the year guys freaking what's his face accessory man okay both of the dogs are like hounding over my hand they're like no pet me pet me pet me uh the man with all the accessories who oh, looks uh, like is it johnny depp is yeah that who you're johnny thinking? depp yep. johnny depp his so his he's like oh, i'm playing the guitar in the desert by my perfume it's like hey man we don't have smell vision like if <laughs> I, I get that they're trying to will you guys stop he's trying to make a point about sauvage it's so it's dark in my little dungeon so both my my dogs are just looking at me with dilated eyes like dog give me attention <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, yes. Perfume commercials are dumb. Um, and trying to visually show us what your perfume smells like through some artsy fartsy, whatever. I'm like, I, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm like, if you want to sell me a perfume or a cologne, say it smells like these things. It does that interest you? But it's like, it smells like the ocean. I live next to the ocean and we have, Sarah and I have this little expression for when it's low tide and it really stinks up the place. We call it ocean farts. So when you say your perfume is like the ocean, I'm like, well, that isn't good. I'm like, (laughs) I'm, yes, I'm actively repelling people. I do that enough on my own. Thank you. Before we get into our main discussion here, guys, I do want to give a very heartfelt thank you to our patrons. Uh, Top patrons are Mike and Isaac, only patrons, actually. We're still at two, and we'd love to get some more, guys. Uh, Really, what the Patreon covers is our ability to, first of all, pay for recording software, um, do more things like giveaways, run game servers. Um, We run in the red every month. (laughs) And that's because we enjoy what we're doing. (laughs) Yes, um, we we like... We like what we do, um, and so we hope that if you enjoy something, you would hopefully give back to that as well. So we'd be super excited if you guys did that. That also being said, make sure you guys follow us on like YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, and Twitch as well. That's going to be kind of the big three platforms where you can find us throughout the week. Um, I was actually just looking at our calendar for January, and we've got an action pack week uh, month coming up in in january so i'm super excited about that but we're gonna hop into yeah go ahead there are sorry there are more day there are less days that we aren't doing anything than we are doing something so between our streaming schedule the book club on our patreon and our episode releases not to mention the plethora of memes we put out for you guys which honestly are a currency all on its own let me just be honest. This is how society evolves and spreads information is through memes. And our memes are moderate. They're good. I, I think they're really funny. <laughs> they're really funny, but they're not completely unhinged. Uh, mostly because we have some people <laughs> close to us that follow our meme pages. And that does put a little bit of a wet blanket on our creativity. Um, anyways, it's time for our main discussion. We're going to talk about Christmas and all of our favorite parts about the holiday and some of our least favorite parts about the holiday as well. Let's start off with our favorite Christmas movies. Andrew, go ahead go ahead and hit us with yours. 
the best version of this movie. Not only is this my favorite movie, but this is the best version of this particular rendition of this movie. Uh, at me in the comments, if you think there is, there is a better version of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol than the Muppets' Christmas Carol, I will fight you. That is actually one of my favorites. It's the best. I love it so much. We already watched it this year, and I'm like, I kind of want to watch it again. Because the Muppets are glorious. Most of my profile pictures are on online are pictures of Beaker. <laughs> because he's he's funny. Like, my Discord thing is like a picture of Beaker with his fist up in the air, and it says resist. And I think that's... I think that's peak comedy. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite things. Absolutely. I have a follow-up question to your response, too. So circle back with me when you give us your answer. All right. So my favorite Christmas movie is actually Dr. Seuss's version of The Grinch. Um, I Yes, the original. The original animated Grinch of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Honestly, it's it's one of those movies that is a classic, but because it's animated in that old style and it just the music is just really, really good. And I really like how it completes the season. It's it's honestly in my top three. Um, I I haven't watched it yet because I am hoping it will be on while we are having Christmas um, all together. Oh, you're just like, no, saving it th the best for last. Indeed. I have not watched it yet this season. I haven't either. Um, out of the three main Grinch iterations, so there's the original animated version, there's the live action version with Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard, and then there's another 3D animated version that came out maybe just a couple years ago and stars Benedict Cumbersnooch. I hate the way you said that, but that's okay. Um, so, sorry, Benedict Boompersnoot. He's going to get it one one of these days, folks. Um, okay, so are you asking which, like, how I would rate those or? Okay. Yes. And, and from from best or from worst to best, how would you rate them? Jim Carrey, Bumbersnatch, classic. 100% agree. 100% agree. So here's the thing. I, I'm going to make some people mad right here, and I would love to hear it in the comments. Please feed me this. Um, I actually know some people who love, 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 love Jim Carrey's version of The Grinch. I hate it. I hate that one. Like, not only, not only is that not in my top favorites, it's actually one of my least favorite Christmas movies because I do not like it so much. It is weird. There are parts of it that are just really just... They they put sexual tension in scenes that shouldn't be there. It's just, it's awful. And here's the thing. This is going to sound awful. And I apologize to so many people out there. Please do not unsubscribe, unsubscribe from us because I'm about to say this. I don't care too much for Jim Carrey. I'm about to unsubscribe to you. I'm just, <laughs> so I, I don't necessarily vibe super well with this comedy. I will say that being said in a very, objective way he's one of the best actors of our lifetime um he has range he has expressiveness beyond compare however i don't care for him however i know that he is a great i'm mulling over whether or not i'm going to hit you when i see you he's gonna hit me folks right in the arm i know it i'm gonna be like oh it's so good to see you and he's gonna hit me right in the arm and be like what was that for jim gary brother to brother my wife uh, her favorite Christmas movie of all time is the Jim Carrey Grinch version. So um, keep that on the DL, or you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble. And I am not going to save you. Actually, there's probably some other movies I'm going to talk about on here that she probably wouldn't like either. <laughs> I'm about to throw some mad shade on some of your wife's favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the big one. That's like her favorite. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, moving on to our least favorite Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so we're basically getting shade. right into it. So anything that is a rom-com Christmas movie. So to my Trash. wife, who I think just got home from the barn. Um, I'm so sorry, wife. I love you so much. Um, I hate rom-com Christmas movies. They're bad. Um, throw them all out. There is literally a million of them. And I hate them so much. Um, also, a movie. I, this actually isn't in my notes, but it came to me. I have a lot of least favorites because Christmas movies are done it's usually super poorly because people are banking on the nostalgia of the event. They're not like, Oh, 
we're going to make a really good movie. They're like, hey, we can actually just like slap a few plot points together and put a Christmas veneer on it and people will like it. That drives me nuts. Anyway, um, Vince's Vince Vaughn's Four Christmases is a stupid movie. Horrible. The only Ugh. part of that movie that is redeeming is Reese Witherspoon because she is a national treasure and can absolutely get it. Everything else in that movie is just super weird. I hate it. Um, gosh, what's his name? Uh, he's the Avenger director um, or one of the people in Avengers. Oh, my gosh. Why can't uh, I think Chris his name? Hemsworth. Um, no. no, Paul Rudd. No, hold on. Um, uh, Tony Stark's character. Uh, who no, does he, he play in Lucky. Avengers? John Favreau. John Fav. Favy. Um, he is in that movie, and it's oh, it's scary. It makes me want to puke. Anyway, um, rom com movies. Um, I, I don't like those movies. Uh, I hate them so much. But one of my least favorite Christmas movies of all times has to be White Christmas. I think it is absolutely one of the worst movies ever made. I think it is boring. I think it is stupid. And I've seen it once, and I never want to see it again i will rebel if that gets put on at christmas i will absolutely put my foot down and be like i really don't want to watch white christmas i think it's garbage and i'm probably going to make half of my family if not everybody in my family super upset about it uh well i can agree with you you are going to make everyone mad because white christmas is a national treasure and you should feel bad for not liking it i'm kidding i'm kidding uh <laughs> on this channel we try to give our opinions without saying uh you are stupid for having that opinion things like that gatekeeping all that sort of stuff <laughs> but sometimes i think you got hit on the head too hard uh no um i am now relishing when the eventual conversation comes up and someone's gonna recommend white christmas i'm just gonna laugh so hard i'm gonna laugh so hard it's it's not my favorite <laughs> i'm just gonna go be here in the background and be like boo <laughs> Or I'm going to be like, yeah, Nathan, tell them how you feel about White Christmas and absolutely throw you under the bus. So I'm I'm really glad you're giving me this um, this fuel, this fuel to absolutely have you uh, roasted by our family. It's giving dog water. Oh, my gosh. Um, as the meme poster of the two of us. So you do a lot of the editing. I do a lot of the social media. And part of that is I, I sort of watch the meta of where memes are at. First of all, TikTok is not a good place for memes. Uh, Instagram is the best place for memes. Um, so all of my uh, followers on Instagram, which is also our fastest growing platform, uh, y'all are the best. Y'all are posting some really funny stuff. Uh, but something I've noticed in kind of the meme meta is the, uh, the, the sketch comedy bits about classic hallmark movies be like oh my gosh i'm a big city girl and i'm i'm marooned on this christmas tree farm I, that's not even like a new york accent it's but <laughs> it's so obnoxious i i watch all of them in their entirety and i shake my head the whole time i'm like oh my gosh people i, I don't get it i don't get it and i'm not saying it's it's exactly the same it's super formulaic um, and to those people who really like those movies, I am not saying anything personally bad about you, but those movies are not my cup of tea. I think they're bad, but I don't think you're bad for liking them. That's, that's a distinction we want to make. All right, let's keep this train a rolling. We're going to move back into some favorites. So we're going to kind of like go back and forth between some positives and negatives, but mostly positive from here on out. Favorite Christmas song, Andrew, go ahead and hit us, please. August Burns Red, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So this is an instrumental version, and it is the, um, I would say the heaviest, but also one of the more melodic um, metal Christmas songs that I've heard. Uh, there are a lot of songs that are just like, oh, we're just going to scream the lyrics and that's going to be it. I'm not here for that. I either want a strong instrumental because I have a lot, a lot of my favorite Christmas songs are trans Siberian orchestra. So that incredibly, um, that incredibly powerful instrumental foundation for these songs is incredibly important for me. There's some really, really good melodies. And I do love that one. Like, uh, wizards in winter or whatever it's called. 
amazing. Like most of the viral videos we see on YouTube, people like lighting up their houses for Christmas and syncing it to music. Those are two Trans-Siberian Orchestra songs. So, and like that, some of the best Christmas music out there. Um, but this song absolutely slaps. It's like, it's like really heavy without just being like, oh, this is just a metal song with a melody that I'm familiar with. They blend the the feeling of the holiday with a level of just rock that I love. Absolutely. 100% here for it. Um, my favorite Christmas song is Christmas Eve in Sarajevo by Trans-Siberian Orchestra because that one is basically all the things you just said. It's it's heavy, it's deep, it's melodic, it's mostly, mostly instrumental. Um, and I really, I really like that. Um, that shit is lit. Super excited about it. Um, one of my favorites is, that can use that is usually done really, really well, just because it's a really simple melody, is actually Carol of the Bells. It's one of my favorites. It's a banger. August Burns Red does a really fun metal cover of that as well. And it's and it's and it's simple. It's not overdone or anything like that, but it's just it's super fun. I actually usually put it on my winter workout playlist, um, which I'm gonna have to update here in a hot minute, but that's okay. Um but honestly, if you're putting on a Trans-Siberian Orchestra winter album, I'm usually gonna be pretty happy. Yeah, honestly, that entire album uh with Christmas Eve in Sarajevo, I just have like the whole album. Or the lat or the the is it the last Christmas Eve or the lost Christmas Eve? That entire album is the start of my Christmas playlist. I just said add entire album to my playlist. It starts with like the song the uh like Anno Domine or something, which uh we both did choir growing up in high school and stuff, and like so I, I have a, a really uh impact what am i trying to say i have a fascination with some of the more traditional latin hymns that are sung around this time like o come o come emmanuel is originally a hymn that we sang in church it is really good and it's in a minor key which oh so good it's very very fun Ooh, i love this next question that you have on here um, because we're now moving away from not necessarily favorite Christmas song, but your most nostalgic one. I love your answer. Please share it with us. So this is a, <laughs> this could not be more of a different song than, uh, than ABR's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And that is the Let It Be Christmas by Alan Jackson. Like country fans and metal fans, traditionally, at least like when I was growing up, like I really liked both genres, but they hate each other. They hate each other. It's like, it's like one is the Earth Nation and the other is the Fire Nation, and they're like, we'll kill you if you even step foot over here. Hi, Tumnus. Hi. Um, but the, like that entire album is really good and it's very nostalgic because that's that's an album that our dad would put on during Christmas time. And so I associate it with family and warmth and good food. And yeah, I really love it. Absolutely. For nostalgic on my end, one of my favorite songs that is almost always done super, super well is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. I have a few favorites from this uh really if there's a choir singing this i'm probably just pretty happy it can be done either by a choir or instrumentally and i'm going to be okay i don't necessarily like the super modern versions of it unless it's sung, sung like acapella i think a Ooh, lot of christmas yes. music nowadays uh this might get me killed as well i think a lot of christmas music is overdone i think it's over modernized and I'm just not a huge fan of the, uh, like, you have to, I think the best Christmas music takes an element of what made the classics classics and copies that with new voices and new sounds, but roughly sticks with the template. I'm like, don't overdo it. 
Um, which actually takes me right into my next point, which the next question is, what is a song you could be fine living without and a song that I really <laughs> enjoy, but think is over-modernized by the most popular version is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. She sings too much. There's too much note like fluctuation. I'm like, just sing it. You have a beautiful voice, but you ruined it trying to be all poppy and modern and it's just it's <laughs> awful it's also the most overplayed song forever and it's the biggest meme going yeah, into 100%. christmas season it's like you get your first snowflake <laughs> of fall and everyone's like mariah carey is dethawing and that's essentially what happens <laughs> we made a couple memes about that they did really well <laughs> yeah they did absolutely uh, i can thank the the lady for that so thank you so much <laughs> thank you for driving uh people to our channel <laughs> oh my gosh this this is gonna get me uh crucified um but i will go to the cross uh feeling no guilt just like our lord and savior <laughs> but the song happy birthday jesus happy birthday jesus sung by children it's trash i hate it i'm just i'm just i straight up think i'm like i don't think jesus likes that song i don't think he does He's up he on his birthday, he is cringing. Cringing. It's it's so bad. And it's always sung by a children's choir. And another hot take, I think children's choirs are an awful idea. Oh, they're so bad. They're so bad. I hate them so much. I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but they suck. Hot take opinion. I actually don't think kids need to learn to sing in a group that early. Um, we sang in choir and we only I didn't do too much children's choir. I know you did a little bit. I did. Yeah. I, I was started choir in the fourth grade. Yeah. I still think that's like kind of a little early, like maybe in like sixth grade, because that is going into middle school for some kids. I'm like, get them used to that. But like, I don't like it. And honestly, going from middle school to high school, that's roughly like seven years for most people. That is plenty of time to learn how to sing. Totally fine. I'm so glad I never have to listen to a middle school choir concert ever again, because it was probably terrible. Although our choirs were pretty good, but there was definitely some moments where I was like, we suck so bad. Um, and that was hard, hard to deal with. There was a couple, you know, I can remember some moments where I'm like, this is not going well. Like the basses are singing the tenor part and the tenors are singing the soprano part. But like, that's essentially what children's choirs do. It's just like everyone sings the melody in the same octave because no one's voices have dropped yet. Except ours. Ours dropped pretty quick. We sang bass in the seventh grade. So when we were approximately 13 years old. We are full grown, grown ass men. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, no, we were though. We were over. We stopped. I stopped growing height wise in about the seventh or eighth grade. I only put on an inch from like sixth grade all the way to my senior year. And like those were, to be fair, I can also grow about the same amount of facial hair I could in the sixth grade, which this is about it. You know what? I tell people, I was like, I spent all of my testosterone uh, growing tall, not facial hair. Because listeners who don't know this, I am six foot three. I am six foot one. I used to be Suck six. <laughs> I used to be six foot two, but they downgraded me officially. No, I was a, I was close enough where I was like, I'm six foot two with shoes on, um, and the nurse was like, Yeah, you're not six foot two, and I was like, Oh, that last one hurt my feelings. Did you kick her? She was small. Like, shouldn't kick her. More distance. I don't know. Which is funny because everyone always asks me. They're like, Oh, did she like angle up? And I was like, No, it was one of those ones where they drop it down on your head, you step away, and it stays there. So it's not yeah. like it's it's not like you can lie against it. You're like, Oh, <laughs> I think the angle was bad. You're like, dude, it's a level platform and it's literally just hanging in air. And then she like takes her measurement. It's really hard it to get down. wrong. Yeah. So it's simple and effective. Let's hit Yeah, that our, tool is a snitch. It's a snitch. Let's hit our next question. Favorite Christmas shows growing up. For a, a lot of the stuff we consume on this channel is like what kind of TV we're watching, what kind of movies we're watching. And that is not excluded when Christmas comes around. And they have finally started making Christmas playlists of episodes for shows that we like. They're like, oh, you like this this show that's been going 20 seasons here are all the Christmas episodes. It's like, thank you. You're actually saving me a significant amount of time having to scroll through these. You, you, you have something. What are you going to say? Interjection. 
they still have they still have a lot of work to go because those Christmas playlists, depending on what site you were watching them on, if you just press like play, like for example, if you're watching all of the Christmas Simpsons episodes. Oh yeah, um, I know where you're hit, going with this. It will hit that episode and then it will go to the next one in the series, not the playlist. And it drives me insane. I'm like, guys, how this like this is the same thing with TV as it is with music. <laughs> like you go to the Dude, next one in the playlist. They can't figure it out. They cannot figure it out. And I've been saying this for years. I'm like, guys, let me make my own playlists. I just want I just want to watch like I would love to like watch my favorite episodes of like Bob's Burgers and The Great North and like Simpsons. I'm just thinking of stuff on Hulu right now. And I just I'm like, let us make our own playlists. Like you want people to buy into your streaming services and people are like flocking away from different ones because people have too many services, right? I'm like, just let us have control over what we watch, but they won't do that for some reason. And it's just it's it's bonkers. Preach, brother. Here, I might just try to jog your nostalgia a little bit here. A Christmas episode that lives in my brain rent-free and has been there for probably 15, who knows, probably even closer to 20 years now, is the Fairly Odd Parents Christmas episode where Timmy Turner wishes it was Christmas forever, every day. And that I still think about that episode and I, I still think about the Fairly Odd Parents more than once a month. I think about the Fairly Odd Parents more than I think about the Roman Empire. Oh, oh my. And there's just times where I'm like, I wish for something. And I'm just like, oh, if I had very good parents, I could just wish it into existence. And I'm like, I have to be a damn adult about things and I have to go buy things with my own money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's actually the show I was thinking of when I wrote my answer for this question. Um, in general, I just put like, you know, hey, I really like a lot of the Nickelodeon shows because they would just show back to back to back Christmas specials for like 20 days. They're like, this is all this is all you're going to get. You're going to get all the SpongeBob. You're going to get all the Fairly Odd Parents. But that specific episode of Fairly Odd Parents is the one that comes to the forefront of my mind when you said that. I think that's perfect. I think of uh the I think of the dad when he goes, We love you, Noggy. Every time I drink eggnog. I still sing that when I drink eggnog. <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh my gosh. We love you, Noggy. <laughs> Somebody could probably do a study on the two of us and like ask, <laughs> be like, how, how does nature versus nurture affect people? And then they see us who are two identical human beings. They're like, this is going to be a good data point. We don't know how yet, but it's going to be a good data point. Hey, if somebody wants to pay us to be their uh, research guinea pigs, I will quit my job today if it's a living wage. Probe me. Yeah, why not? Not in a weird way. Not, not, well, well. Oh, there's me who's just like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Again, kind of going back to that, how much are you going to pay me kind of a thing? In, in my head, I was thinking, yeah, a probe is like a normal thing to do. And then I realized that the, the, the uh, connotations of that were not, were not great. Do we have to, do we have to give a disclaimer that we don't endorse such activities for money? Also, with our Patreon, we also have a really gross OnlyFans. No, we don't. That's not That's not true. That's not true. That's coming in 2025. No, I'm just kidding. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Um, let's move on to our next point, which, Andrew, what is, what's your least favorite part of about Christmas, about the holiday season? So Christmas has more buildup and anticipation than any other holiday, which makes it a little weird and i don't i don't know if other people feel this way but the just the almost crushing depression i know i'm saying this while i laugh the crushing depression of december 26th is kind of hard it does hit it hits hard every year you're like you're like ah oh, crap the magic is gone <laughs> it's all gone it's like another 364 days to go ah <laughs> actually so true i haven't you know that's something that like i intrinsically know about but i didn't think i was like yeah the the day after christmas is actually or not even gonna lie depending on what your christmas plans are like three o'clock on christmas afternoon you're like the day is over 
the magic is gone. Ah. The nice thing is, is uh, as adults, we have bottled magic now, so we can kind of oh keep gosh. that going on a little bit longer. <laughs> this eggnog is brought to you by Catterbrain in their peanut butter whiskey. Not a sponsor, but dang, it's good. They could be if they wanted to. I would take a Scatterbrain sponsorship. This is a great time to remind our listeners that this is not recommended for younger viewers. <laughs> Alcohol's lame, kids. No, he's a jokester. <laughs> uh, along with that, sorry, I'm I'm not done. <laughs> we're back <laughs> there was so much sugar in my coffee oh my gosh but there's so much like build up and hype around christmas that if you have a bad christmas it hurts you're like oh my gosh that was supposed this was supposed to be a great day you're like you're all excited most people like even wake up on christmas in a better mood they're like awesome let's do this if your christmas sucks like i don't know probably a lot of people's christmas sucked during covid yeah those were not fun. Did not like those Christmases. This is not fun. I'm not having a good time. I literally, I was like, during those those dark years, I literally ignored everyone. I was like, don't come close to me within multiple weeks of Christmas because if I don't get to see my family because you sneezed in my general direction, I will be upset at you. And so like we just did, we were like, Hey, I don't like, I don't care about most people enough to not see my family <laughs> on Christmas. You're not wrong. <laughs> Anyways, if you do have a bad Christmas, it is some serious emotional damage. I'm not gonna, we we'll just put the soundbite in there. I'm not going to try to imitate Stephen. He because white people doing Asian style voices is frowned upon. And I know that coming from King privilege over here. I am, I am not going to do that. Dude, I'm collecting all the privileges like Infinity Stones. Oh, dear. Let me get into my answer so you don't derail us again. Uh, I would say probably my least favorite part of the season is really just the intrinsic level of like stress that comes with this. I should I would actually say like I hate traveling around Christmas. I feel very blessed to that all of our family is in Washington State, specifically all on the west side of I-5 of Western Washington, basically between the west side of the state. Yes, west side of the state. Sorry, if you... Oh, yeah, I-5 doesn't bisect the, the west and east side of the state. It's the, the mountain range. No, it's more over, yeah. So if you guys are familiar with geography at all, basically between Olympia, which is the capital for Washington State, if you don't know, a little geography trivia for you, between Olympia and Everett, um, all of our family is within basically two counties, which is super, super convenient. And it's very, very nice. So three counties. What county are you in? Aren't you in King County? Snohomish. Oh, you're in Snohomish now. But we don't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Between three counties. Snohomish, King, King Pierce. Pierce. Olympia is not in Pierce County. No, Olympia is Thurston County, I guess. I was just trying to think of something that was underneath. Thirsty County. Got it. It's no, stop it. Um, we used to live up in Bellingham, which is the northern part of Washington State. And even having to travel a little bit basically away from our home base. We call it almost Canada. Almost Canada. Exactly. Um, that was awful. I'm so glad we don't have to do that anymore. And we have a really, really big like I, again, I feel super blessed. I love my in-laws, but coordinating with everyone during this time of year is a nightmare every year, even with us being super close. It's a nightmare every year because there's so many different places to be in such a short amount of time. And it just like, it always leaves a little bit to be desired because you don't get to spend, like we don't get to spend full days with everybody. That is not really a thing we get to do anymore, which really sucks. But like we, we really love our family. I'm really thankful. Like our family is uh, all in good spirits, even though they're they're all over the place. Yeah, that's probably the hardest part for me. And with that, um, unless you have anything else to add, we'll go right into the news from the Hollow Net, and we'll just crank through these bullet point by bullet point and get this thing on out of here. We have a lot of Star Wars news. We have a little bit of Warhammer and Marvel news. We're going to try to get through this as fast as possible. Starting out, The Acolyte is supposed to release in 2024. This is going to be like a mystery thriller, and it's probably going to come out probably in the summer or the latter half of 2024, probably due to the writer's strike. I think that pushed a lot of things out, but we should be getting that this year. Coming up next, we have Skeleton Crew coming out just about a year from now. It's a story about a younger crew lost in space trying to make it home. This is going to happen around the same era as Mando and Ahsoka, etc. Something not coming to 2024, I repeat not, or I should say unlikely to be released due to the writer strike in 2024 is Andor Season 2. However, it is in production, so that's good. Expect that to come out maybe in 2025. 
Coming up next, we also have The Bad Batch Season 3, which is coming out in 2024. No official release date yet. Following that, we also have Tales of the Jedi Season 2, which was slated to release this next year. Um, but there's no, there's been no update on when it's going to release. We don't have a release date or a release quarter, but they haven't said it's delayed. So it's uh, it's 50-50. I'd say it's 50-50 on whether or not it's going to come out in 2024. That is Tales of the Jedi Season 2. We also continue to have Young Jedi Adventures still premiering episodes for those of you with little younglings in the family. So keep your eyes out for those. I haven't seen any of those. So hopefully if you've got kids that are interested in Star Wars, those are really fun and engaging stories. It's a good place to start them out. On the game side of things, Star Wars Outlaws is going to be coming out in 2024. We actually did a whole episode on this, so we are chomping at the bit to hear anything about when this is coming out. So expect to hear a lot about Star Wars Outlaws going forward, and we'll probably even uh, debut it on our stream as well over at Twitch.tv. Something a little bit closer on the calendar. On February 28th, we have the Dark Force remaster coming out. Yes. It's nice to actually have a release date on something. Yeah, weird how that works. It's I think it's one of the only Star Wars things that's not a book or comic that has a release date, which traditionally the movies and the shows and the video games have been kind of their biggest productions. Not to say that the authors and the illustrators don't work really hard on their art. However... Probably more of us have seen A New Hope than the comic rendition. Here's another freaking maybe to add to the list. Star Wars Hunters dot 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 maybe question mark question mark. This was supposed to come out in 2023 and it's still not out. It's supposed to it's supposed to come out to iOS, Android, Switch, all of the consoles and PC. It's supposed to be like an arena shooter type thing. It's technically out in other countries, but it, it, it's quote-unquote full release is supposed to be in the U.S., and it just keeps getting moved out. I'm not even sure it will release at this point. It, it should. I got, on the I got on the release list for this last week. So once it is out, we will be streaming this for sure. Did they send you an email when you signed up for that? Maybe. I don't check my email that often. Well, because they were like, we're going to send you an email when you sign up for this. And I was like, okay, I'm waiting for it to show up. And it never showed up. So I'm like, I guess I should check my spam folder. But I'm like, is any is anybody here? Hello? <laughs> I want to be a part of this. Coming up next, we also have the High Republic releasing phase three books. January 30th, we have Escape from Valo. March 5th, we have Defy the Storm. June 11th, we have Temptation of the Force. And July 23rd, Beware the Nameless. I'm sorry, I said that with the wrong emphasis. July 23rd, we have Beware the Nameless. And September 3rd, Tears of the Nameless. And then for the High Republic comics, uh, we have a Kevin Scott run that is still ongoing. That'll be re uh, continued to release in January and February, I believe. And then the High Republic Adventures is also ongoing. And then a four-issue run of Shadows by of Starlight is coming out. And then beginning April 10th, uh, Saber for Hire, which is a, a new uh, High Republic comic, is also coming out. On April 9th, we also have a novel coming out. That is The Living Force. Can you just do all of those those novels? Uh, additionally to that, we have a couple more novels and comics that are going to be coming down the pipeline. Mace Windu, The Glass Abyss is going to be released on August 6th. That is a novel. Downey Hunters and Dr. Afra ending their runs in January. Those are both comics. We have a mini series of Django Fett comics coming in March. We have a Mace Windu comic series starting on February 7th. This should be about four issues. And Visions Comics is going to be coming February 21st about the Ronin. So basically what we want to say is a lot of the comics that are coming out in 2024 are going to be very front-loaded. Expect more news to come as those, uh, those runs end. And we'll try to keep you updated on what's coming out later in the year as well. That is all we have for Star Wars news. That's, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Next, we're going to talk about Marvel. Um, this is news to me that until you uh, you had written it here. Can you give us a little bit more information on Kang? Yes. So Marvel is going to actually be continuing its Avengers, the Kang Dynasty uh, movie line. However, Jonathan Majors, who plays Kang and uh, he... I forgot what he's called in Loki. It's like the nameless one or something like that. I don't actually remember. Um, no, it's some, 
He who remains. He who remains. Thank, thank you. Um, so he plays or Kang Victor and Hero. Timely. Yes, he plays all three of those characters, many different variants. He's actually getting dropped from Disney because of an assault conviction. Um, so that is, he's not going to be there anymore. They're going to recast that role. Um, I will say I read this via Screen Ranch, but there's a lot of different publications running this right now. So Jonathan Majors That's is huge. out of Marvel as Kang. So makes sense. You can't, you can't abuse people and expect to stay on. Something that we are both ex excited about is the premiere of Echo. This is going to be on Disney Plus on January 9th. So this is coming up very, very soon. And this is a Hawkeye spinoff, apparently. I actually haven't watched Hawkeye yet, so I need to like get up on that. This is actually... It's not really a Hawkeye spinoff, but the character appears in Hawkeye. But it is her own thing. This is big because this is Disney Plus's first TVMA rating, and the entire season is going to drop day one on Disney Plus and Hulu. Oh, I didn't know it was the whole season. That's awesome. Who, buddy? Whole season, yep. So they're not going to delay it. They're going to put the whole thing back out. So get your binging pants ready. Let's go. And a really important note for this, you have to actually go into your settings, edit your profile, and then adjust your uh content restrictions so that you can actually view this because it's tvma and disney plus is a platform for families this content is not on by default you have to go into your profile and make sure that this the content restrictions are set so that tvma shows up because there are other marvel's defenders projects that were originally on netflix now they are also on disney plus uh, and you, the only way you can watch those, same thing, you have to have your content restrictions set to TVMA. Moving forward, we have Agatha, the Dark Hole Diaries coming in fall 2024. That is going to be some fun, spooky content. Super excited about that. Uh, last time we saw Agatha, she was just trapped her identity that she was assuming. And then Scarlet Witch went crazy and is dead. But I mean, she's not dead. She's not dead. No one believes that. She's not dead. So what if a rock fell on her? She's not dead. If you don't see a body, they're not dead. That is the rule. Coming up after that, we have Marvel Zombies, which is going to drop in 2024. This is based on the happenings of the What If series, where a bunch of our favorite Avengers get zombified. So expect more on that. Super excited about this. That is my single all-time favorite episode of What If. Uh, what If Season 2 will also be launching in 2024. Uh, in addition, we're also going to get a new X-Men animated series, which is set to release. Um my note yeah. I had on this one is based on the animation style. I will not be watching this as of this time because I think the animation style looks super weird. However, I will say that's based on pictures I saw from the article in ScreenRant.com. So just a heads up. Oh, so there, there's no trailer yet. I have not watched a trailer for this yet, okay. which I am More open to, to my opinion being changed. Our final piece of Marvel news is we're also getting a Spider-Man show as well. I don't know if Tom Holland is going to be doing the voice for this. However, that would be awesome. We're going to share the details when we get them. Andrew, go ahead and tell us about our Warhammer news, and then we'll finish out the episode. We've talked Star Wars. We've talked Marvel. Let's talk about Warhammer. Springtime is Codex time. Uh, Nathan and I are both getting rules for the armies that we run, so we are so excited for this. Orcs and Dark Angels, respectively, are going to be getting their Codexes next in line. I'm so excited. Uh, addition, in addition to those two factions, after them is going to be Custodes, Tau, Chaos Space Marines. And then after that is Gene Steeler Cults and the Adeptus Sororitas, the Sisters of Battle. Adeptus Sororitas. Sororitas. I always want to say Sororitas, which sounds uh, like Sofritas, which is beans. And that's not. <laughs> Or no, those are frijoles. I'm so I don't know what sofritas is. I don't speak Spanish. I'm dumb. I only speak the one language. Poorly. Obviously. Please move on to the next point. I'm embarrassing myself. We've also got a awesome piece of news. Warhammer signed a deal with Amazon Studios greenlighting the Warhammer yes. film project featuring Henry Cavill as executive, yes. <laughs> executive producer. We are 10,000% stoked for this. It could be, it's probably going to be a couple years before we see this come out. However, we will be waiting in anticipation. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so excited. So excited. So this is coming out December 25th because it's Christmas. It's Christmas. As of two days ago from 
the time this episode airs. The time this episode airs. Thank you. I'm like, this is in the future, but I'm acting as if it's in the past. This is confusing. Two days ago from right now, December 25th, uh, the pre-orders actually opened for quite a few things on the Warhammer website, including Kill Team Salvation, which is the Striking Scorpions, a Striking Scorpion squad, which is Eldar, and some Space Marine Scouts, which is really interesting. Striking Scorpions versus regular Space Marines would not be fair at all because, oh boy, there's a lot of Eldar units that are so low on toughness. We're talking like two or three toughness. They would just get blown off the board. We also have Killzone Beta Decima. Uh, the pieces for that look awesome. We have Von Ryan's Death Leapers. So these were originally these originally came out in the Leviathan box back over the summer. Now you can pre-order them individually along with the wing the winged prime, the psychophage, and the neurogons. Additionally, there's a, a a pack coming out called Horrors of the Hive, and this is going to contain a Neuro Tyrant and a Screamer Killer. So they're not being sold individually, they're being sold together, although the Neuro Tyrant is, it's one of the most beautiful models I've ever seen. It, that is probably going to be in the top five of best minis of the year for 2023. In book news, which you can also pre-order, is the paperback version of the Lion, Son of the Forest, and also Pilgrims of Fire, which is a Sisters of Battle novel in paperback. Additionally, at the time of, I think, even this recording, uh, you can get the special edition of Brutal Cunning, which is an orc book, which I didn't know they made, <laughs> uh, which is now available for pre-order. I can't imagine how much of a headache reading an orc book would be. It's probably not as bad as you think. All right, guys, we have talked Christmas, Warhammer, Star Wars, Marvel, all of that fun stuff. Now we're wrapping it all up because we've been talking for way too long already, and I have to edit this all. So thank you guys all for watching so much. Yay. If you have been watching this over the past year, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It has been a long year. We have put in hours, if not days worth of time into editing and producing and writing and recording and all of the work that goes into this. So we would ask that you guys support the podcast if you feel led to subscribe, to uh, join our Patreon. We actually do a bunch of fun stuff on there, including a book club, gift uh, giveaways, all that fun stuff. But if you guys just have questions or you guys want to find us, add us on any of our memes on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. Andrew does a really great job at going through all our social media. So make sure you guys do all of those things. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Just a heads up, this is going to be our last episode uh, of 2023. So you guys won't hear from us until about January 9th. At that time, we're actually going to be doing a, a year-end review for all of 2023. So that's what you guys can expect of kind of like what we went over, where we started, where we are now, and kind of our goals for the podcast moving forward in 2024. With that here, guys, thank you very much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And until next time, may the force be with you. This is going to kill me to edit because...